Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This, my friends, is episode number 469, and I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. In this week's episode, I want to kick things off first and foremost, first and foremost, easy for me to say, and no, I am not editing this week. First thing I want to kick things off with is just a huge shout out and thank you to each and every one of you who took time out of your busy week this past week to send me such encouraging feedback about last week's episode, episode number 468. And it was just incredibly rewarding to hear how many of you said, Cliff, we loved the first 36 minutes of the episode. And that was great for me to hear because I quite honestly, I was not comfortable with the episode going as far over, I think it was like an hour and 17 minutes last week, and I chose intentionally not to edit that episode, not because I didn't have time, but because I chose to invest the time that I did have on higher priority tasks that needed to be accomplished last week, and so for that reason, I did not spend time editing that episode, and episode 468 Had I taken the time to edit it, I know for a fact I would have cut out about 25 minutes of audio, and most of that 25 minutes of audio, if not all of it, would have came out of the first 36 minutes of the episode. But I asked you in that episode, what did you guys think about these first 36 minutes? Was it a waste of time? Did you find value? Uh, Was this just a little bit crazy, me talking about what's on my heart, what I'm passionate about? You know, those kind of things. And the actually, that's not even the overwhelming majority. It was 100% of those who responded. And there were lots of you who responded. You all said you loved it. And I love that. And it, and it means a lot to me. And it's awesome. I'm, it was so rewarding. And not only that, but I'm so thankful for those of you who reached out to me who came out of the woodwork to say, hey, I've been listening to you for years. And this is the first time I've ever, ever taken the time to, to write to you. And so that was incredibly rewarding. And, and it's just a reminder, by the way, if you've been listening to me for uh, months or years or even just a couple of weeks and you really enjoy the show and you've never taken the time to write me an email and say, hey, Cliff, I really enjoy your show. I, it's not that it's required or anything, like that, but let me tell you, it is so cool to hear from you and and to just to know that you're out there, that you're a part of this community. And don't feel like just because you hear how busy I am and how, you know, just how long my to-do list is that you, you shouldn't email me. I want to encourage you to email me. And, and my email address is cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Again, that's cliff, C-L-I-F-F at podcastanswerman.com. If you're out there and you've never reached out before and you listen to the show and you enjoy it, it'd mean the world to me to hear from you. Just send me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. I, I, I actually enjoy that much more than a rating and review on iTunes. I know that's what seems like everybody else in the podcasting space once, at least that's what they talk about in their podcast all the time, but uh, I'd love to hear from you directly so I can hit the reply button and say thank you personally for being out there, for being a part of this community. I love you guys, and uh, yeah, that's cool. All right, so where am I at? I I said thank you for the feedback. Uh, I want to share with you in this week's episode what I've been up to. I've been talking about the fact that um, in a couple weeks ago, I, I talked about the science of achievement and the fact of that I've I've been 
prone to taking massive action. In fact, I, I think I've either, either told you or I've just had this conversation with a ton of other people recently, and I thought that I've already told you this, but if I haven't, I've accomplished more in the last three weeks than I have in the last three months. And in fact, I've actually accomplished more in my business in the last three months than probably, it, it would be a stretch. Okay, I've probably accomplished more in the past three months than I did all last year in my business. As far as moving the needle forward, doing tasks, accomplishing things that have been on a on a to-do list that has been, you know, kind of procrastinated for quite some time. Uh, I've accomplished a lot, taking massive action. And this week's episode, I'm not going to share with you what I need to do because I've already done that. I did that a couple weeks ago as well. But I'm going to actually share with you what I've been up to. And one of the things that I've been up to and I just completed is that I've just recently moved all of my existing digital training products or digital training tutorials over to Kajabi. This is something that I've been needing to do for quite some time. I've had Kajabi almost for a year now. And finally, I can tell you that all of my existing available for one-off purchase tutorials are now moved over to Kajabi except for four of them, which I'm not moving over. I intentionally chose not to move them over. For example, I have, I'll I'll share with you the four tutorials that did not make it over. Uh, These are are four tutorials that were available for one-off purchase on my website or from my website uh, one week ago that are no longer available for one-off purchase. And those tutorials are passive income for podcasters. This is a a training tutorial that talks about passive income, how to uh, receive money from your podcasting efforts, uh, from affiliate relationships, and well, actually mostly affiliate relationships, or creating digital products like the one, or like the product that people would be viewing if they had purchased it for that one-off purchase, creating webinars that that people can buy the access to the recording to, things where you you take the time to create the content once, and then sell it, and it it, it gives you passive income. It, it's it you've all you've done the work up front, or affiliate relationships. You're creating content to promote certain products or services, and and really you you don't you actually get a commission on the sale, whereas um, you're not actually doing any additional work for that money to come in. So it, it's passive income. It's not something that you're actively doing something on an ongoing basis after you've made this this product or service available to people or this content available to people. But that was passive income for podcasters. The only reason that that is no longer available for one-off purchase is due to the fact that the, the um, oh, what is it? The uh, aesthetics or the branding, the, the visual appeal of it, it was created back in, I think, 2010, originally and my logo has changed since then and not only that but there I think I was just getting started with a Weber at the time and uh, I think I or I, I may have actually said that I was using Mailchimp but I I you know and I think Pat was using uh, a Weber because I did this uh, it was a co-branded tutorial that I did with Pat Flynn from smart passive income Anyway, there's a lot of things that have changed since we recorded that tutorial and it's not necessarily that that information 
being that it's outdated and things have changed, that the information isn't still valuable. The principles there, the tactics there, the information is insightful for those who are just getting started with passive income opportunities for their podcast. But the the branding is, it, it just didn't live up to the visual appeal or aesthetic of what I typically would produce today if I was to re if I was to do that tutorial over. And so I just pulled that one offline. Same thing for a product that I did called Evaluating Your Podcast. Now, a long time ago when I was doing one-on-one coaching and consulting for podcasting, uh, and, and I'm today I only allow, uh, offer one-on-one coaching through my podcasting A to Z course. So I am still available as your one-on-one coach. It's just through podcasting A to Z, which is starting this coming Monday. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But anyway, evaluating your podcast, when I was doing one-on-one coaching, I used to have this 100-point inspection or evaluation that I would do. And so people would pay me a couple hundred dollars and I would take their their uh, information for the name and the RSS feed of their podcast and I would go through with a list that I have a hundred different questions or approximately 100 different questions or, or areas that I would look at and I would grade them on what I felt about each of those areas. For example, I would take a look at their iTunes description. I would look at the name of their podcast. I would look at the way they're titling their episodes. I would listen to the audio quality of the episode. I would look at the bit rate of their episodes. I would you know, I would look at the ratings and reviews and I would look at their social media presence and I would look at their website. I would see if they have comments turned on or whatever the case may be. I mean, all, I mean, almost 100 different areas. I would evaluate their podcast. And then what I would do afterwards is I would actually get on a call with them. And in one hour, I would share with them what I felt to be the greatest areas that they could use, that they can improve upon in their podcast. So it was an incredibly valuable uh, thing that I was doing for folks at the time. Uh, But one of the things that I decided is once I got rid of, you know, just doing one-off, one-on-one coaching and consulting because of how busy my schedule was getting, I decided, you know what, this is still something I want people to benefit from. And so I created this tutorial. And again, this was back in 2010. And I basically just created a couple slides in Keynote and I explained what each of the areas were that I was looking at and I would share, and in the tutorial, I shared what I was looking for. And so basically, I was training people in this tutorial how to evaluate your own podcast and what to look for. And, and you can determine based upon what I'm sharing here, the criteria of what makes, you know, what gives you a good grade in this area and what gives you a poor grade in this area, you can evaluate for yourself quite efficiently about and, and see for yourself where where you can put your investment of time into taking your existing podcast to the next level. And so that's evaluating your podcast. Now, I can tell you right now, that tutorial is still extremely valuable today. Only, I would say probably out of the 100 things, I, I may have only adjusted four or five or six different things that I might actually have different things to say today than I did a couple years ago when I first created it. But the, again, the reason for me pulling it offline is because the actual keynote presentation slides, I think it was all black background with just white text and me talking behind it. And it, it, it's, it's just not up to the standards and the quality of what I would have today. So I, I, I chose to take that one offline for now. 
And then again, the same thing is true for another tutorial called Social Media 101. And it was a, basically, it, it's a, an, it literally is an introduction to social media. If I, I, You would not believe the number of people who I've worked with in coaching, consulting in the area of podcasting who are launching a podcast and they don't, they've never had a Facebook account, even today, 2016. They still don't have a Facebook account today. They have no idea how Twitter works. Um, you know, they, some of them marginally use LinkedIn and they're wondering how on earth, what do I, what am I supposed to do on, on Twitter? What, what am I supposed to share? How do I market this podcast? How do I grow an audience? How do I build relationships with people? And so that's what I talk about in social media one-on-one. And obviously you can imagine things change a lot in social media, right? Well, the good news is that I didn't necessarily focus all of my time, effort, and energy on the exact tools such as Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. So I didn't go into detail and let me tell you how you can use Plurk to, <laughs> or Google Buzz to promote your podcast. I didn't go into those exact techniques, but instead I went into principles that you could apply to any social media platform, whether it's existing today or, you know, the new ones that come along, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road. In fact, I'm absolutely convinced that the principles that I taught in Social Media 101 would definitely apply to Snapchat today. And the thing is, Snapchat did not exist when I actually originally recorded that tutorial years and years ago. But again, the same reason why it's no longer online, even though the information is still as relevant today as it was the day I recorded it, it's just that the branding, eh, it's just not there. And then there is a fourth tutorial that I took offline, and it's called ScreenFlow Basics. Now, again, I this is ScreenFlow, by the way, is a software program that I use to record my digital video tutorials. These screen capture recordings where I'm you know, doing video screen capture of software and, and presentation slides and I'm turning them into these digital tro- products. A lot of people have said, Cliff, I wanna learn how you do that. And so I had my, back when I did this organization called the Podcast Mastermind, a bunch of members said, hey Cliff, can you teach us how do you do this? And I just put through together um, a, a web, a group webinar with my podcast mastermind members, and I taught them some of the basics. I recorded it, and so they said, "Hey, dude, that was so amazing! You should, you should make that as a product." And so I put it up on my site, and it's been on there for about three and a half years, and it has sold quite a few copies and stuff like that. But the thing is, is ScreenFlow has been updated. I think I did that on ScreenFlow three. And they're already, I think, on ScreenFlow 5 right now. So the software has been updated a couple times. Again, uh, for me, I don't necessarily focus on exact technique within that that particular um, software program. So it's, it's not so much that that tutorial was dependent upon the exact version that you might have been there. It was more about the principles and the overall ways that I use the, the software and those things I still know because I've seen the, to- the software that, as it is today and those principles and techniques would still apply even with the current software. But again, branding, it, and that one is even, it, it's even more, it, it's, it's, it's not even meant, it was not originally meant to be a digital tutorial. It was just me doing a webinar, answering some questions from some friends in my organization and sharing them just some of the, the basic techniques. And, and so I just feel like it didn't live up to the standards of one of my digital tutorials. And 
and certainly the branding on all four of those just needs to be refreshed and updated. And and I, I just have higher standards today of what I want there. And so those four tutorials are no, no longer available for one-off purchase. I All four of them are available to my podcasting A to Z students though. Uh, and again, the reason why is because it is still relevant. And the good news is that podcasting A to Z students are not going to see these as one-off tutorials. They're not going to buy one of those four tutorials and have that be their only experience with one of my paid products. Uh, so for the people who go through podcasting A to Z, they're going to see some of my newer uh, revisions of tutorials and they see the the quality and the level of care and effort that I go into production. So anyway... Those are the four tutorials that are no longer available on my site. But I thought, I felt like, you know what? I want to share with you the tutorials that are available on my site. I don't think that I ever really take time to promote or talk about the fact that you can actually buy one-off tutorials from me. I, I talk about podcasting A to Z every single week. But some of you are out there thinking, you know, hey, I don't have $2,000 for podcasting A to Z. You know, I'm saving up. A lot of people are saying they're saving up for podcasting A to Z. Uh, they would love to have that access, but you know, just right now, $2,000 is just a bit much to have that four-week access to me and to have access to all these tutorials. But I do want to let you know that if you go to store.podcastanswerman.com, you can purchase any of these following tutorials that I want to tell you about. And I want to just explain to you what they are. The first one that I'll tell you about is WordPress for podcasters. Now, WordPress for Podcasters is the single tutorial that is typically the missing piece for those of you who have been thinking about launching a podcast for so long, but you've just struggled to figure out how the technical side of it works. You just have no idea what this podcast RSS feed is, where do you host your files, um, you know, you've heard about people talking about you, you need a media host and then you need a website host and how do you can how do you how do you get your podcast from the time you have an MP3 file? Uh, you can wrap your mind around creating an MP3 file, but how do you get that delivered to people who are subscribed to your podcast in iTunes? There are some people who have the misconception that every time you have a new episode, you have to actually put it in that episode into iTunes. You have to put that episode into Stitcher. You have to put that episode into each of the podcast directories out there, and that's not how it works. In fact. Instead, what you do is you create a home on the web and you put your episodes for in what I teach. And by the way, there are many different ways to podcast. You can podcast without the use of WordPress. But I use WordPress and I know hundreds and thousands, actually I know thousands of other people who use WordPress for their podcast. And I've trained hundreds and hundreds and if not thousands of people how to use WordPress for their podcast. So um, that's the way that I teach. It's not the only way you can do it, but it's the way that I teach. And so what I teach is that basically it is a one, it's a one time setup process of taking, creating a hosting account, a self hosted hosting account. I typically will walk the brand new podcaster through setting that up with Bluehost. Um, then I will show them in this tutorial how to install WordPress for the very first time on your site, and then how to configure the dashboard and the basics of the dashboard to configure that for podcasting, to set up your podcast category, to install the plugin that makes podcasting possible. And then I will teach them how to set up a media hosting account with Libsyn and go over the basics of Libsyn. 
And then I will teach them the entire process of putting their first podcast episode into WordPress and then how to take the RSS feed that we've configured inside of WordPress and to submit that to your podcast directories. And that is all a one-time setup. And it's, it's, it's actually something that's relatively simple, but it's not easy for those who don't understand how all this works. And of course, WordPress for Podcasters is my tutorial that walks you through step by step by step. And this is one where when things change, I actually have to go in and update this tutorial a lot. This WordPress for podcasters has been updated uh, since 2010. It's probably been updated 10 different times. And the most recent one was here in 2016, just a couple months ago. So it is something that I consistently update uh, every time there's a, a significant change in the settings menus. And so when that happens, I go in and update it. But yeah, WordPress for Podcasters, it will teach you how to do all of that one-time setup. And then once you've gone through this WordPress for Podcasters, it will teach you the workflow. And it's simply as this. It's as easy as saying, okay, you take the MP3 file that you have, you upload it to Libsyn, you take the link from Libsyn, you create a blog post inside of WordPress, and you pick the podcast episode category, and you hit publish, and you're done. It's that simple. That's your whole entire process. MP3 file, upload the Libsyn, take the link, create a post in WordPress, hit publish. Or make sure you choose the podcast episode category. But you hit publish in WordPress, and, and as long as you follow this step-by-step process, as soon as you hit publish on your WordPress, it's, it's as simple as making a new blog post. And as soon as you hit publish on your podcast, it automatically updates your RSS feed and your RSS feed is what's automatically going to be updated inside of all of those podcast directories. It's it's not, you, you submit your podcast feed to these directories, you don't necessarily, the, once you have that, then the RSS feed is going to tell all the directories every time you have a new post with an MP3 file on your website. WordPress for Podcasters literally takes all of the guesswork out. It's completely step-by-step, and it's available for $100. And I used to have people who would pay me for two or three hours to go through this on, uh, you know, and teach them how to do this through one-on-one coaching. Uh, Current rate right now, $500 per hour. So that's about $1,000 to $1,500 worth of information available to you for $100, and it's something that you could watch over and over again. It's literally step-by-step, makes it easy as pie. All right, the next tutorial that is currently available on my site is called Equipment Options for Any Budget and Mixer Basics. Actually, it's Mixer Basics and Equipment Setup. So this is something that is a week one assignment for my podcasting A to Z course, and it's uh, it's actually a series of tutorials. There's more than, uh, it's equipment options for any budget is for people who are just now getting ready to start podcasting or thinking about taking their, you know, upgrading their equipment. And so I talk about what I have found to be some of the the best options for podcast equipment. Trust me, over the years, I've bought a lot of equipment that I regretted buying, Uh, And not only that, but how that equipment is hooked up. So equipment options for any budget is here's the different types of equipment. And literally, there's there's a $5 application that you can put on your iPhone. If that's all you have to spend on your equipment is $5, then I even have an option for you there. So when I say equipment options for any budget, we're talking any budget. And then 
you know, my own thinking, I, I, I don't know if you're thinking this, it's like, by the way, this tutorial that I'm telling you about, Equipment Options for Any Budget and Mixer Basics, it's $100. So it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, you know, here I am selling uh, a tutorial that tells you you can buy equipment for, you know, a budget of only $5 if you spent $100 on the tutorial. Uh, you probably could have spent that $100 on some equipment, right? But that was not the purpose of this tutorial. The purpose of this tutorial was literally for people who paid $2,000 for my podcasting A to Z course who who are looking to say, hey, what are all the different options available to me? And the other part of this tutorial is actually, it's a separate tutorial from equipment options, all the different options. The second part of this tutorial series uh, is called Mixer Basics and Equipment Setup. So this actually talks about how to set up the external equipment. If you are actually going to be uh, using a mixer and a microphone and a digital audio recorder and you want to record Skype conversations, how do you get the audio from the microphone that's connected to your mixer into your computer so that the person on Skype can hear you? And how do you get the person on Skype and their voice into your audio mixer? All of that's covered. And here's the other thing. The, the cool thing that I've had the ability to do over the years is to take something that is complex and very confusing and very overwhelming, such as a mixer board with all of its buttons and knobs, and make it so simple to understand and to use, making it as simple as a Fisher-Price toy. Now, the reason I say a Fisher-Price toy is because it reminds me of a time a couple years ago, back when I first started podcast consulting full-time. This, this is going all the way back to 2008. Here locally in the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area, there was a, a, a preschool. In fact, it's still in existence. It's, uh, gosh, it's called Blue Ash Child Care or something like that. Blue Ash Education. Blue, Blue Ash Education or Blue Ash Child Care or something like that. But anyway, they wanted to create a podcast studio in their preschool to teach their preschool kids how to podcast. I'm not kidding you. So... That what the owners of this daycare or preschool did was they actually hired me to come in and set up their studio, a podcasting studio, which is a mixer microphone. Two, they purchased two Heil microphones and a Roland digital audio recorder. And they also paid me to come out over the course of three or four weeks. I can't remember. I spent two hours, a couple of weeks in a, in a row. And I trained all of their preschool teachers how to use this podcast equipment. Now, these preschool teachers, you should have saw their face when they actually looked at that mixer for the very first time and said, there's no way you're going to teach me how to use that thing with all of those buttons and knobs. And that that mixer, by the way, was a Mackie 1402 Vic mixer, a 14-channel mixer with lots of buttons and knobs. And I said, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, by the end of our two-hour session here, I guarantee you, you'll look at this mixer in a completely different way and you'll have full confidence that you can do this. And they said, do you believe me? And they said, if you can do that, that you'll definitely be worth what you charge for us to learn from you. Uh, And so I basically said, okay, I want to just tell you, forget all the buttons and knobs. We're going to ignore everything on there. And I covered it up with a piece uh, like with a a big, huge piece of paper. And I said, all we want to do is just look at this one channel. Now, how many knobs? 
what if I told you I can explain to you what each and every one of these knobs were? And I told them what each of those knobs were. I had them write it down. I had them explain back to me and teach me what those buttons and knobs were by the time I got finished with that first row. And then I said, now what if I told you that the buttons and knobs that you see for all these other channels are exactly the same thing as what you just told me? It just affects whatever's plugged in at the top. And I said, no way. I'm like, yes, that's how it works. And so by the end of two hours, they completely understood how to use a 14-channel mixer. And of course, I've actually done that kind of quote-unquote breakthrough revelation for hundreds of clients over the years, including preschool teachers, making it as simple as a Fisher-Price toy is what they told me that I've done. And the cool thing is, is that my mixer basics tutorial on equipment setup is exactly that process. I actually, I share with you what all the buttons and knobs are and what you need to understand about them for the most common mixers used in podcasting. I use, in fact, I go over the Mackie 1402, the Mackie 1202, the Mackie 802, and even a Behringer 802 mixer. So um, if you're interested in that, it's a $100 tutorial and definitely, definitely worthwhile. The third tutorial that's on my website is this tutorial called A Podcaster's Guide to Recording Co-Hosts, Guests, and Podcast Interviews. So a lot of folks out there want to do interview format podcasts or if they have a podcast where they refuse to put themselves in a box, which is what I recommend, uh, or somebody who's a solo host podcast that like I am doing right here currently, but occasionally you want to bring in a guest or a, or a one-time co-host situation, or you want to do a telephone interview. How do you do those? Well, this podcaster's guide for recording co-hosts, guests, and podcast interviews is exactly for those people. It's a $100 tutorial, but it literally walks you through uh, let's see, do I have a list of the things here? Here's the, fo- here's the following things that are covered. What is the difference between a co-host, a guest, and an inter- interviewee? And yes, there is a difference between a co-host, a guest, and an interviewee. Uh, what are the different types of audio quality levels that are acceptable coming from each of these people that we may bring into our show? For example, did you know that there, in my mind, should be a much higher standard for the audio quality level, uh, the audio quality, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's a higher standard for audio quality for your co-host who's regularly on your show week to week than your telephone interview of this one-time guest that you're bringing on the show. In fact, on a scale of one to 10, if you as the host of the show are a nine or a 10, I believe that the expectation of a co-host should also be somewhere between eight, nine, or 10. It's okay if they're eight, but it's not okay if they're seven or a six or a five. On a scale of one to 10, their quality can't be much lower than yours or shouldn't be. It's, it's not how things are. But if you have a one-time guest and that guest is coming in by telephone and for some reason they have a really terrible connection, it is possible for you to have what I would rate to be an excellent podcast episode where you as the as the host of the show have an audio quality of 9 or 10 and let's just say you even have a co-host and their their audio quality is a 9 or a 10 and the person coming in on t- on the telephone this one-time interviewee that you've gotten on your show their audio quality is a level 2 out of 10 and i could still rate that podcast as an excellent podcast episode because the standard is much less. And we talk about that in this episode or in this tutorial. All right. 
re- I talk about uh, recording in the same studio, what equipment setups options are available for you to do that if you want to record an interview with somebody in the studio with you uh, or in the same lo- uh, location. I give you some tips for recording in the studio, some things to think about and consider. I actually do briefly cover what options are available for remote recordings, uh, so, uh, like t- talking to or doing interviews with somebody who's in a different location. I briefly, I, I, I should say, I briefly cover IS. I actually go into great detail on remote guests, but I briefly talk about the option which is called ISDN Audio Codex. I talk about what those are and who would use it. Uh, and IE, by the way, most hardly, I, I only know out of the thousands of podcasters I know, I think I only know two or three that have ever invested in that kind of equipment. And they were professional radio broadcasters already. And they already had it uh, issued to them by a radio station. And the average podcaster is not going to do that. However, the rest of the tutorial is all about how to do Skype to Skype connections and tips for getting quality Skype conversation or quality audio from Skype. Uh, what are the equipment options for bring what what actually? So we already talked about um, equipment options for what do you need on your end, but what about the person on Skype? What equipment do they need to be a guest on your show? Uh, what about bringing in somebody by telephone? I talk about how to do that and even how to use Skype today to bring in telephone conversations into your to your podcast interviews or recordings. Uh, let's see here. I talk about how to record on uh, Skype conversations, including telephone Skype conversations, onto your computer using the software options that are available to you. In the event that you don't have a mixer and and you know the external equipment that I typically recommend, which is perfectly fine, there are some people who choose to not invest that money right now in external equipment. So we talk about the software that you can use to record Skype. Uh, what is a mix minus? How does it work? Uh, I'm not going to go into detail of what it is, but it's a very important thing for those of us who want to record Skype conversations into our digital audio recorders from our mixer. Uh, we talk about what a digital hybrid is and when you might need it, and hopefully you never will, but if you do, I talk about what a digital hybrid is, which, by the way, a digital hybrid is something that allows you to take an ex- a landline telephone or even an IP telephone and bring the audio from that telephone line into your mixer if you need to do so, although I will tell you the audio quality is probably going to be significantly less than if you just did a Skype call, but I talk about that in the tutorial. I even talk about what a double ender is and how how that works. The reason why it's the best audio quality you can possibly come up with if if the person's in a remote location, but <laughs> it's a lot of work to actually pull it off, but it could be worth it. It's up to you. I teach you what it is and how to even do it. And then I talk about for those who are really wanting to go cheap and very low tech, how to use telephone conference calling uh, options and and other things, and even a little bit about the field interviews when you go out into the field. So that is a podcaster's guide to recording co-hosts, guests, and telephone interviews. That's a $100 tutorial available for one-off purchase. By the way, all of these tutorials that I'm telling you about are available in my podcasting A to Z course. So when you're A to Z student, you get access to all of these tutorials. Uh, The next tutorial is Adobe Audition 101. And then Audacity 101. These are both podcast audio editing software solutions. And they're also for recording as well if you record into them. But Adobe Audition 101 
is a tutorial that tells you all the basics of what you need to know about Adobe Audition so that you can use Adobe Audition to edit your podcast episodes, to take your recordings and, and to actually convert them out to an MP3 file that you can then deliver to the world. How to add your music and sound effects and all the other stuff, all of that's included in Adobe Audition. And it is very much made for somebody who does not have any audio editing experience at all. This is, the, the it is a 101 level course. So it is an introduction to audio editing. But what I can also tell you is it's everything, anybody who's gonna be podcasting, it's everything they need to know. The only reason I say that it's it's for beginning level is because there have been some, in the past, and of course this isn't gonna happen anymore moving forward because my description on my sales page in Kajabi is much better than the, the horrible description I had previously for this tutorial. But uh, the, the thing is, is I had some people who had some extensive audio editing background. They've already been podcasting for years and then they bought Adobe Audition 101 and they're like, dude, this is very basic. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's 101. <laughs> but, but now it's very clear on my sales page that this is for somebody who has really never done any audio editing before. But, but it is useful for those who have been using audio editing in a different software package and they just want a, a kind of a primer on the basics of where is everything in the user interface. Uh, and this can really shorten the learning curve for some of those who are just transitioning from another piece of software, such as Audacity. Maybe you're upgrading to Adobe Audition. And I even share my secret sauce in there. So that's, that's an audio process that I run over my own voice to make me sound a little bit more boomy and bassy and, and more in a, a way that I like to sound. How's that? So that's Adobe Audition 101. Audacity is free. By the way, Adobe Audition is software that I think costs about 20 bucks a month for you to use. Uh, it is a software as a service uh, solution from Adobe. Although I think for $50 a month, you get access to all of their software. And I'm a $50 a month subscriber. I play, pay it annually, I believe. But uh, so I get a little bit of a discount. But for a, a, Adobe, I have their Creative Cloud Suite which allows me, and I currently use Adobe Audition, I use Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator, um, Adobe uh, whatever, Premiere Pro for video, I use a Media Encoder. There's a lot of Adobe products and I use a lot of them, Lightroom. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge Adobe fan myself and Adobe Audition, in my opinion, is the absolute gold standard, the best audio editing software solution that is available. Now, for those of you who want to go with free software, they don't want a monthly fee associated with uh, their audio editing software solution, uh, there is Audacity. I started out on Audacity when I first started podcasting. I've taught thousands of people how to use Audacity over the years, and there are literally thousands of podcasters who have been podcasting like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and there's still using Audacity today and happy with it. Well, Audacity 101 is a $100. By the way, Adobe Audition and Audacity, uh, the tutorials that I have are $100 each. And um, Audacity is a free software solution. And I teach you, the, again, the basics. This is for somebody who has never, ever seen audio editing software in their life. By the end of it, you, you have all the information you need so that you can successfully produce an MP3 file for upload to your to the world. And by the way, 
um, th- there it is possible for you to go and buy all of these tutorials, and and you could it's it's almost like your own little self study, you know, of 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 podcasting. It's not necessarily podcasting A to Z. There's a lot of tutorials that are available in podcasting A to Z that are not available for one off purchase, and, cl- and and I'm not just talking about the four that I'm not making available. There's a lot of other miscellaneous things like fill in the gap pieces here and there, just constant little questions that come up and. And I have tons of one-off tutorials there uh, that that are not a part of anything that you can buy individually at this point. Uh, but yeah, so those are Adobe Audition 101, Audacity 101. And then I have two more tutorials that are available for purchase. And that is, uh, the next one is my Roland R-05 Digital Audio Recorder tutorial. And this tutorial is... Uh, basically walking you through step-by-step the setup of my all-time favorite piece of podcasting equipment. Now, some people might think that's my Heil PR40, but the reality is is that, by the way, I love my Heil PR40. It's my second favorite piece of audio podcasting gear, but the one piece of gear that I would not want to podcast without is my Roland R-05 digital audio recorder, and I explain why. Uh, in, in that tutorial, but not only do I explain why, but I also share exactly step-by-step walking you through every men- menu, every button that's important, how to set that thing so that you can get perfect audio levels 100% of the time. Guys, I never experience an issue in my podcast recording. Over 3,600 podcast episodes that I've done, and everyone, and I've done over 3,500 500 of those episodes on a Roland digital audio recorder, I've never had a problem with audio levels, ever. And I teach you how I've never had those problems in that tutorial. And that tutorial right now is $49. So you can check that one out. And then there is the MDX 4600 tutorial. And this is the, uh, basically it's a compressor limiter gate. This is the piece of equipment that allows me to basically have pure and complete and utter silence in my podcast recordings when I am not talking, in spite of the fact that I actually have an air conditioner vent right above my head. That's right. There's an air conditioner right above my head, and if I were to unplug this gate, which I will do right now, by the way. There we go. And for those of you, by the way, who are listening with headphones, you might be able to just barely hear the, uh, but you know what I'll do? I'll turn up the gain a little bit and I'll try not to talk so loud. Okay, so I'm, for those of you who have headphones on or earbuds in, if you listen closely, you might hear some crickets outside my window. You can hear the fan just barely. And if I breathe in like this, You hear that. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna plug the gate back in. All right. Now what I'm gonna do, now the gain is still turned up real high and so you can tell when I'm talking, you can hear some of that external noise but when I stop talking, I want you to listen again. Now the room, I'm in the same room, the crickets are still cricketing outside, the fan, the air conditioner is still going above me but when I stop talking right now, it's completely quiet. Now, the thing is, is I'm actually even gonna turn the gain back down to where it should be. 
And this is how I produce such great um, silence and, and, and quiet in my recordings when I'm not talking. And I go in a little bit more detail about, you know, how this piece of equipment works. You know, it does, it's supposed to do a whole lot more than what it does. Quite honestly, I only use it for what I'm talking about here. It's called a gate functionality or a gate feature. And the gate, what it does is it any I can program this MDX 4600 or this compressor limiter gate. I can set a threshold for the, for the volume level that will be allowed to pass through to my recording. So for example, what happens is if I am record if I'm recording something and there is background noise, let's just say the crickets and the air conditioner on a scale of one to 10, where we rate the volume level, how loud that noise is. Let's just say those crickets and that fan or the, yeah, the air conditioner that uh, blowing air, the crickets are probably, let's say a level three and the, the air conditioner is blowing that is a level two on a on a volume level, decibel level, okay? And then we think about my voice. My voice is, let's just say my voice is a good solid nine. I'm talking really loud and bold and and confidently into my microphone with, with my mouth really close to the microphone at all times. And so on a volume scale of one to 10, I'm talking about a nine into my microphone. So what I can do is I can say, hey, this gate, I want it to actually avoid allowing any audio from my microphone to make it into my recorder if the volume is below five, all right? So anything below volume level five, I want you to just completely shut the gate and don't let any of that audio through. And that's why when I'm not talking, right behind my voice, the gate closes and it's completely silent. But as soon as I start speaking, because my volume level is above five, because anytime audio at the level of five or above comes into the microphone, the gate opens up and lets that audio come through. And that would happen if I clap or anything else that would be above a five. And look, I've got two measuring cups here. So any anything that I do that would be above a five will come through. Anything below volume level five would actually not make it through. It would be completely silent. Even though, let's just say if there was something like a humming noise in the background that was going constantly during the recording, when I'm not talking, if it was if that buzzing noise was happening, uh, let's just say it was it was some kind of piece of machinery in the other corner of the office here. If that buzzing was happening during the show, when I'm not talking, if that buzzing is a volume level four, when I'm not when I'm not talking, you're not going to hear it. And hopefully, the buzzing level it's is not something you're going to notice so much. Like for example, right now you don't notice the crickets in the background. You don't notice the air conditioning in the background. And the reason why is because my gain is turned down a, you know, quite a bit and I'm close and talking to the microphone. And so there are things you can do with mic technique and, and stuff like that. But when you have a Behringer uh, gate or another gate, uh, it will allow you to have this completely silent recording when you're not talking, which I believe just adds a little bit of an extra professional sound and flair to the content that you're creating. Now, 
I I will tell you that the tutorial that I have is only for the Behringer MDX 4600 exact model. There is a two-channel version that actually doesn't even have a gate, so you wouldn't want the two-channel version. Uh, there's the other very popular one is the I think it's the DB the DBX 2600 or I I, don't, I can't remember 286 actually DBX 286 is another very popular uh, compressor limiter gate. My tutorial would not work for anything other than the Behringer MDX 4600. But if you have one of those or you're going to buy one of those, my tutorial will help you, and it's forty nine dollars. Now I will say this. The MDX 4600 tutorial is the only tutorial that I'm currently have available that is still in its original form. And it is still, I think, a 2010 model version of this tutorial. The thing is, is that that piece of equipment has not changed. But my branding and my standard of production is much higher today. Uh, this tutorial is available for $49, but I will say this, that when I do get around to upgrading my tutorials, it's going to be probably one of the first ones that I get around to updating. Not the information, but certainly the visual aesthetic and appeal of the tutorial overall. Um, that That's going to be one that I update. Now, for anybody who's ever purchased it from me, when it's updated, they'll automatically have access to the to the newer version but by that time, they've already used the tutorial to effectively set up their buttons and knobs. And the only way, way, reason they would ever need to come back to the tutorial in the future is if maybe somebody came into the room like a young child and completely pressed all the buttons and knobs and turned everything different ways. Or if they've maybe put the equipment away for a while, they moved, and now they're setting up in a new place. Eh, there's, there's reasons why people come and revisit these tutorials. And the cool thing is you have ongoing lifetime access to this material. So... Yeah, that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have all those available. Matter of fact, if you were to purchase all of those tutorials, that's one, two, three, four. Actually, you wouldn't need both Adobe Audition and Audacity. So let's forget that. Let's just say if you wanted everything there, and but just one of the audio software solutions, that's one, two, three, four, uh, about $500. So $500 could get you all of that all of those tutorials on my websites or if or on my website or if you wanted any of those one-off tutorials i encourage you to check out store.podcastanswerman.com store.podcastanswerman.com so yeah i'm excited about having those things there now for those of you who are interested in the business side of things i want to tell you some exciting things have happened as a result of moving these things over the coolest thing is that um, i set it up so that when somebody purchases the tutorial I well Kajabi automatically does this when somebody purchased the the tutorial I can go in at any point and look and see where they are as far as in their progress of going through the tutorial so and it's kind of fun it's, it's neat to actually go in and see that somebody purchased a product yesterday and I can go in and see how many times they've logged in I can let's, let's just say there's a tutorial that has three different videos so, for example, the mix equipment options for any budget and Mixer Basics uh, has multiple video tutorials. In fact, the Roland R-05 has three different tutorials to it and the, uh, three different videos as well. And so I can go in and see how much of each video they've watched, each individual person that's purchased it. And it's kind of fun to be able to see where people are stopping, where people are actually going back and you know, rewinding to watch over and over again. These are all insights that I'm getting from Kajabi. Uh, 
uh, because they're using a service called Wistia, which is, I mean, unlimited usage of Wistia is included in my Kajabi price, which is incredible. Uh, so that that's exciting to see. The other thing is, is that because these are, you know, I've had people who have purchased one of my products in the past, and then all of a sudden they're like, wow, this is really good stuff. And I've had people consistently buy one product and then come and buy one or two other products. But never have I seen it like what I've seen in the past week and a half. And that is like somebody buys one product and it's like almost instantly they're buying a second product and almost instantly buying a third product. And the reason why is because um, once somebody buys a product from me, it's in their quote unquote product library. And there's up in the navigation menu, there's automatically you can say, here's my products or you can look at the store. And if you go to the store, it shows you all the other product offerings that are there. And if you click to learn more and go to the sales page and you say, hey, I want to buy this one, you're already logged in. Your credit card is securely on file and it's as simple as a one-click purchase if you want to purchase an additional tutorial. And it it just removes, removes any friction. They don't have to go to a different place. They don't have to come back to my main website after they've been on the tutorial page. It's just all there and and more people are buying more of my products after actually seeing that they have gotten a lot of value out of one they're almost i'd say within 24 to 48 hours buying multiple tutorials and it's happening more frequently and also in greater quantity so yes it is it's been a huge game changer and i'm really excited about it so that's one thing <laughs> that i've been up to i'm going to take a drink of water and again i'm not editing this week's episode the good stuff. All right. So what else is going on? First and foremost, I want to, well, first and foremost, that's the first and foremost. But the next thing I want to tell you is that um, I also moved my A to Z sales page over to Kajabi. It looks completely different. For those of you who have seen my sales page for podcasting A to Z in the past, I want to encourage you to go to podcastinga2z.com today and you'll see it looks completely different than before. It is actually a sales page or a landing page that I've used inside of Kajabi. In fact, the, the actual landing page is a premium theme that I purchased from a, a Kajabi developer. So it's, it's a special landing page, but it's, it's a good one. I really enjoy it. And um, I think that it is definitely taking the uh, the professional look and feel of the sales page for podcasting A to Z to the next level. Uh, that I, I'd say this is still phase one of my podcasting A to Z sales page. It's doing extremely well. It's selling the the spots, and and that that's great and excellent. Uh, but there's still a lot that I want to do to take that sales page to the next level. And I'm going to be working with my good friend, Ray Edwards, professional copywriter. My friend, Mark Mason, you've heard him on the show a couple times as well. Uh, these guys are going to help me uh, work out a plan to even take that to the next level to to really talk about the the pains that podcasting is A to Z is able to solve. For example, helping you get all the right equipment the first time 
helping you uh, understand, you know, you don't, not only do you get the equipment the first time, but you'll even get the right cables and you'll learn how to hook up the cables. You got somebody who's going to be there running through and be standing by to answer your questions whenever you run into any tiny little technical glitch or problem. You literally have me there for four weeks answering every single question. So there's a, there's a lot of things that the A to Z course isn't really sharing with you how many problems that I actually solve for people by by uh, making this course available. It's really all about, uh, it, 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 does, it does a pretty decent job of selling the course and has over the years, but yeah, it there's there's still, what I would say is podcastingatoz.com, the sales page, is still a work in progress, but it, it's, it's, it's definitely been taken to the next level. If you just want to check it out, head over to podcastingatoz.com. And of course, I, I wanted to have, I am going to move eventually podcasting A to Z, the course itself, into Kajabi. And I had a, I had a desire to have the the course in Kajabi for my October session, which starts this coming Monday, October third, by the way. Um, but it's just not going to happen. It, it you know it, it's there's there's still a bit of marketing for me to do to fill a couple more spots by Monday, so that's a that's a priority for right now. Uh, the way that I've been doing podcasting A to Z for the last three and a half years was perfectly fine uh, for all of my prior sessions of A to Z. Uh, 100% satisfaction rating. I've had over 585 students go through podcasting A to Z. Every single one of them, 100% satisfied with the course. So um, I, I'm not I'm not upset at all that uh, this next session A, A to Z is going to be done the same way that has been working extremely well for everyone else. But I can tell you right now that the you know I, it is my goal to get podcasting A to Z and all the tutorials in in a in a you know linear fashion in a way that I think will take podcasting A to Z to the next level uh, in some exciting ways the, that'll eventually get into Kajabi. That's something that I'm going to be doing. Um, by the way, I just want to say I do still have a few spots available for podcasting A to Z if you are looking to start a podcast. Uh, let me shave off weeks, if not months, of learning curve off of your process. In fact, if you are committed to having a podcast by the end of October, I can assure you within three weeks, you could have your podcast up and running. It's a four-week course, but really the fourth week is there for people who fall behind in their schedule, um, and you have unlimited access to me. I literally am your personal coach. And it is having me as your one-on-one coach through this four-week process. Details at podcastingatoz.com. I would love to work with you. Uh, So yeah, we're 57 minutes into this episode. There's a lot more that I've got going on. Uh, Still so many things that I want to do. I just real quickly tell you that you know, I'm, I'm really excited about my email list strategy of the things that I want to accomplish there. Actually, I'm not really excited about it, but it's something that I know that I need to do desperately. One of the things that I, I desperately want to be able to do is get to the place where I can can separate or segment my mailing list to say, hey, these are the people who already have a podcast. These are the people who don't have a podcast but want one. And these are the podca- people who don't have a podcast but really aren't even interested in a podcast, but they follow me and are on my mailing list for some other reason. And the reason why I desperately want that is because I want to quit marketing podcasting A to Z to my list of podcast uh, of the people on the thousands of people on my list 
who already have a podcast. I, it just seems terribly ineffective to hit them with marketing messages for this course. And yet I'm still doing it because, well, I don't have my list properly segmented. So that's something I desperately want to do. But man, it's, it's a little bit further down the list on the things I've got to accomplish. I want to update all those tutorials that um, are not currently made available for one-off purchase. I want to get those updated so that I can actually add those to the one-off purchased options, uh, put them back online for people to buy. And my goal is to have that done by November because I usually have a Black Friday through Cyber Monday sale in November. And I think that's going to have something to do with my tutorials this year. Uh, but yeah, so, and, and there's plenty of other things to do. And some other exciting things are going on. I've I've got even other things that are on my list of, of things that I was going to talk about in this episode, but now I'm glad that I am here. I'm keeping this episode under one hour intentionally, and that means that there are some options already on the table for episode 470 next week. My friends, thank you so much for putting up with me this week, just hearing what I've been going on. Hopefully, some of you will purchase some of those tutorials I talked about today, and some of you I'll be working with over the next four weeks if you register today at podcasting A to Z. Dot com.